Hey everyone, this is Shandon Autumn with Dreamzine and gradio.ca here at Astral Harvest 2019. It's a gorgeous Saturday night and we are just about to head into some crazy sets for this evening. We've got so much lined up for you guys. Uh, right now I'm sitting with Nick, aka Nick's Nile. He was a part of a lot at this festival actually. He did opening ceremony, he um, did a duo with DJ Sprout, um, also I did some poetry readings as well and a workshop uh, among many other things. He's a busy guy. Thank you uh, Nick for joining us today. Glad to be here Shandon. Tell me about your Astral Harvest experience so far. Well, uh, this for me is number four. So that would be 2015, 17, 18, 19. Uh, and uh, last year was pretty hard to top. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm feeling this is going to top it. So uh, having a great time here and uh, meet, meeting, meeting a lot of new faces and uh, of course hanging around uh, the old familiar fam, which is always a pleasure and uh, camping in a different area I've never camped before. So always something something different uh, despite familiar surroundings. Absolutely. And there are a few changes that happened this year at Astral Harvest. Uh, how are you feeling about those? Yeah, the, the one that I most appreciated was the merging of the market stage and Angelica's basket. Um, they, they tried something new with the basket last year and had it more open, and it was but it was facing into the camp zone, which I... Uh, and I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, but this year they put them together. Now they got the Axis Monday stage facing into like the main community hub of like merchants. And uh, I appreciate the covered areas, the couches and the, you know, there's music of all sorts, but a lot of kind of more chill sort of music. So it becomes like a social hub at the, the corner of the action. So it's good to, to have a gathering place that's uh, rather than like a, just one walking alley. Uh, so to feel, I see there's more people settling and uh, mingling and interacting. So I really enjoyed the, the changes in that respect. Uh, what can you say about the workshop that you just did? Um, what was it about? I, I, I It was called uh, Initiations in Magical Literature. And it was, uh, I guess... A three-part program first a kind of uh, didactic uh, lecture on uh, the history of Western esotericism and poetry followed by like a brief kind of visualization exercise and some kind of guided questions Uh, and then the final part being uh, everyone who attends uh, writes a a draft of a magical poem and uh, then I give out fancier kind of parchment paper at the end so that they can transcribe it into a spell and take with it to give to a friend, uh, put on an altar, burn in the fire, bury it in the earth, throw in a stream, throw to the clouds, whatever uh, whatever calls them. And you're very well versed in uh, the elements of, of magic and uh, I mean you go very deep with your philosophies and, and studies. Can you talk a bit about how you got started with all of that? So uh, I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Alberta in my sixth year, and I should should be done next year, hopefully. Keep your fingers crossed. Never ask an academic how long it'll take for them to finish, but uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. And uh, yeah, so it's something I am quite committed to and uh, learning and understanding. And uh, I've been to all sorts of places. I've been to the, the British Museum and the British Library to 
handle 500-year-old alchemy manuscripts. I, I was uh, at Stonehenge uh, 2016 at the summer solstice and full moon ritual, which only happens once every 80 years. So that was quite the time and place to be there, and uh, I just couldn't miss it. And uh, I got to read a poem for the Archdruids of Salisbury. So that was quite uh, an experience. And, and also just doing other research trips at like the Beinecke Library in, uh, at Yale University and looking uh, at the manuscripts of my favorite uh, esoteric poets of the 20th century and handling the letters of like Yeats and H.D., uh, Ezra Pound, T.S. Eliot, Virginia Woolf, H.G. Wells, all my favorite writers. Uh, never thought I'd be able to do that. And uh, if you asked me 10 years ago, uh, what would you be doing? I, I would probably would have been like a musician, which I did try. Um, but I did not expect uh, that I would be doing a PhD and, uh, and whatnot. But I, I teach classes at the U of A, and I've always been interested in magic, the occult, the paranormal, the supernatural, etc., etc. Uh, grew up on the Ghostbusters cartoon and movie. Uh, didn't see the live action until I was a little older because, you know, Bill Murray says ass or something, you know, so my parents didn't let me see it till I was a little older. But uh, the Ghostbusters cartoon, uh, X-Files, um, yeah, and even like, uh, you know, H.G. Wells, like the time machine, like that's not magic per se, but all the like sci-fi, fantasy, mysticism, all that stuff uh, I grew up on as a kid. So it's kind of makes sense. You're quite a adventurer, and I noticed that you've been on a quest this weekend. Uh, what can you say about your adventures this weekend? <laughs> no need to write yourself out of the picture, Shandon, but yes, we are, we, uh, Shandon and I teamed up uh, with Shandon's mother, Cindy, uh, and Sam as well, uh, to uh, try to find some clues for the scavenger hunt. Uh, alas, uh, some others, uh, another party beat us to the punch, but we tried our damnedest. It, it was quite a, a goose chase it, <laughs> as it sent us all around the festival grounds. It's a yeah, a great way to uh, to uh, f you know take a little trip around the grounds and see what's going on. It's kind of like a big spiral of uh, activity. Um, new people who've never been to Astral Harvest or a festival uh, scavenger hunts are always a great way to to uh, to check a place out for the first time. And uh, actually, part of my former duties at U of A uh, as part of the English department I was the hospitality coordinator and I was kind of responsible for not only like department events and parties and such but also uh, in charge of the orientation and the orientation scavenger hunt in particular uh, which I won uh, the, I won the one I didn't organize but uh, but then the one I did organize I took a more passive role and let others have a chance but uh, so I like scavenger hunts and, and questing and all that as well. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what we were doing, and uh, but always running little subquests and trying to gain experience points and level up. So, what are some uh, some journeys you're looking forward to in the the coming future? Do you have anything lined up for other festivals or events, or are you laying low for the rest of the summer? Yeah, laying laying low and committing to my studies. Uh, I I was planning on not coming to any festivals this summer. But then uh, Eugenia's like, so Nick, the theme is magic. How would you like to come and do the opening ceremonies and do a music set and do workshops? And I was like, well, I guess I have to. You go from doing nothing and deciding not to go to festivals to doing absolutely everything every day of the festival all of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it couldn't... Uh, be everywhere uh, this summer but well if I'm going to pick one Astral is my favorite in the province uh, uh, I mean Rainbow Fiddle is also dear to my heart uh, I've never been to Freezer Burn but I've been to Burning Man twice uh, and then there's also I hear good things about other things like you know Curiosity uh, you know Odyssey etc etc so there's all there's so many festivals and, and as a, an academic etc I can uh, 
but but I am an artist at heart, and I always try to catch at least one every year. But this year, I really wanted to to grind away and actually like, really work. But but uh, the year is magic, and this is my field and my training. And uh, Eugenia called upon me, and I could not refuse the honor. Mm-hmm. It, tell me, what is different about Astral Harvest compared to other festivals you've experienced? Hmm. Um. Well. <laughs> I don't want to come across as sounding ill, so maybe I won't name certain things. But I, some other, uh, I've been to a couple other, you know, festivals in Canada that are quite well known. Um, but I, I do think the Astral has a really good, legit uh, core arts culture. And uh, others I've been to, I've noticed, are more kind of like party oriented or party focused. And you know, that's fine and all. But you know, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and I've kind of my days of revelry uh, is you know. I enjoy to revel and have fun from time to time, but but when I go to a festival, I like to be really engaged with the the mechanics and helping make it happen and assisting and guiding and uh, experiencing. So, uh, yeah, so I, I find that Astral this has a really good legit arts core and a real culture. Uh, being in the season twelve and uh, yeah, and just uh, great people in general and all my uh, my friends from Edmonton uh, all come here. Uh, so it's kind of like a extended family reunion. And it's nice and big with, you know, between like three to 4,000 people or so. But it's, it's not so big that you're tripping over people and getting claustrophobic and uh, all that crap, right? It's just like it's big enough to be uh, full of action and excitement, but it still feels like family. So that's that's what I like about Astral. Absolutely. What can you say about Sprout? Oh, Sprout, yes. Uh, well, she's a fellow academic um, in the Master of Science program. And uh, she deals with like water tables and erosion and uh, like how water moves in the ecosystem. Uh, she could give the more technical details of it, but yeah, she studies like water movements and uh, landscapes uh, from a science perspective. So I have the the arts and the alchemy, and she brings the the science. Uh, but of course, she's a, a magician in her own right as well. And I've got a and I have a little snippet of rationality buried in here somewhere. Uh, so together, we complement each other well. And uh, and she's a radio host and has good you know skills and uh, good DJ skills and yeah we complement each other well and she also likes some of the the darker wubs and uh, some of the kind of rock and industrial stuff which not everyone in this scene uh, appreciates uh, but she does so we can relate to that so uh, if anyone's checking us out uh, hopefully you enjoyed the uh, secret surprise cover that we begin with so I'll keep Ooh, that, yeah. <laughs> can you give us details on what your set was like well, it's funny speaking retrospectively about a set I haven't done yet, but the listeners will hear later. So that's so that's tomorrow. Um, but it's yeah, it's a it's a good. Eugenia offered me the set uh, by myself, uh, but it was she said, oh, it'll be at three in the afternoon on Sunday, and I was like, well, my music's very strange and weird, and it's more night music. Uh, so I thought, well, who can I? Who do I know who could help? pick some tunes that would kind of go over better in the daytime and have have a bit of that weird edge but still you know get get the get the people moving and bobbing their heads and uh, I thought Anna would be a great choice so we we teamed up and uh, yeah we'll see what the future holds but it's a, a temporary alliance and we have no upcoming gigs or anything and we've never done a show together in the past uh, it's just a one-off for this one but uh, it's been going well and we've rehearsed well and we're good friends so perhaps there'll be more in Edmonton in the future wonderful where can you uh, be found on the internet I, you've got a soundcloud don't you yeah I have a soundcloud.com slash nixnile n-i-x-n-i-h-i-l there is another nixnile out in the world from Europe and he has some like techno music 
and uh, I was the first Nick Nile going back to 2000. But but uh, we've never stepped on each other's toes as we kind of live in different worlds, so that's cool. Uh, but it's interesting how uh, I think it's such a unique name. Um, and uh, how someone across uh, in Europe would, would come up with the exact same thing. Uh, it's kind of uh, kind of funny, but uh, that, that's the way it works. But uh, yeah, there is another Nix Nile on SoundCloud, but uh, I'm uh, soundcloud.com slash Nix Nile. Uh, check him out too, I don't care, uh, but check me out, I hope. And, uh, and Sprouts is uh, uh, Cosmic Roots CJSR. Uh, I can't remember the exact link, but uh, Cosmic Roots CJSR, uh, Google it, check it out. She's on SoundCloud, and she's also a radio host at uh, the campus university at uh, U of A, so check her out as well. And uh, I also have some uh, writing pieces for the Dream Zine, which I think are still online as well, so check out the Dream Zine. I have, I'm, I'm really proud of the, the essay I wrote about Astral from, uh, from last year. So uh, since I'm so deep in it this year, I'm not going to be writing about it. Uh, it took a lot of energy and guts to write that last one. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave the uh, documentation in good hands, uh, such as Shandon right here and now, and uh, be more uh, performing this year. Thank you, Nick, for all that you do for this festival. For, I mean, even though you didn't expect to come, you, you still showed up and you did an amazing job and excited for your set coming up tomorrow. So thank you for, for sharing with our community and being a, a bright light. Oh, thank you very much. And you as well. Uh, pleasure to speak here and uh, always glad to keep sending you publications. And more to come. Cheers. <laughs> and for all those listening on G Radio, be sure to check out Nick's Nile. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud and on Facebook as well. Uh, for more stuff coming your way, this is Shannon Autumn from the Dream Zine and GRadio.ca continuing our Astral Harvest tour, uh, third stop on the Electric Kool Aid Festival tour. More to come. Much love, guys. Peace.